broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Back here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, DeMond Cotton, and my man Bart Scott in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Bart, how you doing, my man? I'm feeling good, man. I like that title, Necessary Roughness. It's time to party. <laughs> you don't know nothing about that. You don't know about Sinbad, and you don't know, I would not let them harm you, Mr. Blake. See, we said all stuff <laughs> all over his head. You know Necessary Roughness was actually a real movie. He ain't just make that up off the top of his dome. See? I ain't never seen it. It's time to party. I don't know about that. I, I try to learn him, Bart. I try to learn him, man. Yeah, I try to man. bring him along. I call him a new booty all the time, but yeah. he's learning slowly but surely. Yeah, we got chess hair older you, youngster. There you go. <laughs> exact, exactly right. But uh, you know, hey, still he, working on getting those. He's working on. <laughs> He's working on uh he's working on the uh, H Town. What was that? The is that the H Town Music li- Library you were telling us about earlier? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to repeat the title. What's the you know the one? The it, one. It, yeah. was, it was getting you in the mood. You want to sing a verse? Nah, I'm good. Oh, okay, I right. am good. <laughs> you know, we got the love of the friends a lot. Listen, there's a lot of those celebrities around here right now, man. Mm-hmm. Like your auntie is ready. You know what I'm saying? Auntie, there's this, no this, doubt. There's this, no this, doubt. Oh, yeah. Central. There's going to be a lot of aunties out here in these streets out here. This there weekend. is no doubt about it with lovers and friends. And, and like I said, DeMond, we've been trying to learn him. He's going to he's gonna get up on, on, on game at some yeah, point. It's all good. But you can't listen to Jaquise all the time. And ain't real hip-hop. Exactly. Ain't I, real R&B. I, I, actually, I like her. Jaquise. I can't hate a little bit. But it ain't like what, you know. Yeah, ain't telling It, no it ain't like what we... I mean, they got we, some new artists that's going to be there. I'm looking at Bryson Tiller going to be there. Party Next Door going to be there. Okay. I mean, he's, yeah, he's you, 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 you can take okay. you can take that party next door. He got like two of them on his iPod. Seven oh two got two hits. It's <laughs> all so good. They're gonna sing the hell of them two hits. Though. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna make it happen. But we got Bart Scott in the building. Of course, ESPN does a fantastic job. Definitely appreciate you. And Bart, we're just coming off the the NFL draft, and yeah. you were here in town last year mm-hmm. for the NFL draft. And you never know how it's gonna go. But overall, man, I know that you you deep dive, you study it like a glove. What did you overall think of, of the way that the the whole draft shook out, Kansas City, and uh, really with the, all the quarterbacks that went early, just kind of the different storylines in the draft. Well, I think it was a big reach for. Anthony Richardson and to think that he's going to have the Jalen Hurts effect is, you know, I think it's a risk, mm-hmm. right? And you talk about organization, the Indianapolis coach that have taken risk on quarterbacks for the last couple of years. And I understand the head coach was in Philadelphia, he orchestrated that offense. I just don't know if they have the offensive line that is needed to be able to create those options, right? We think about, you know, the coach used to have a great offensive line like that, but that, you know, outside right. of Quentin Nelson, they're starting, to, they're starting to diminish a little bit. They have a good defense, um, but I thought that was a reach. I thought if that was the case, they could have moved back, got some more assets, mm-hmm. and then tried to do it. And, and, and again, at the top, Houston going Houston. Right. Right. Listen, did they get two great players? Yes. But you gave up next year's number one. That could be an outstanding player as well, as they're, they're not one or two players away from being relevant, right? You yeah. think even within that division, you know that Jacksonville is ahead of, in their development of their process. That was a playoff team last year that you know played very well. Trevor Lawrence is a, is a beast. I think he's the future. He's the only one who I think can maybe take the salary cap up, right? As mm-hmm. we know that yeah. Lamar Jackson just said it. I think pretty soon Joe Burrow's going to set it. And I think, well, I think Herbert's going to set it, and then Joe Burrow's going to set it. And I think after all that said and done, I think Patrick Mahomes was like, really? 
<laughs> I'm the eighth highest paid quarterback. Right, 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 right. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and add to that half a billion. How are they gonna do that? <laughs> I mean, really, how are they gonna do that with all these quarterbacks that you just mentioned? They all need to get paid. We saw how long it took yeah. for Lamar to get paid. Well, well, you know that you know traditionally the Cincinnati Bengals is a organization that don't spend a lot of money. Right, they're right? cheap. Yeah, you, you talk about you know once Chad he complained about wanting a new deal and all that, but Joe Burrow's different. I mean, he took that organization. I came in the NFL, left the NFL under the Marvin Lewis, and they didn't win a playoff game. He right. took the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, he needed a lifetime achievement war, <laughs> a Nobel Peace Prize for doing that, for taking that organization right. to where it is. So I think they recognize that. And I think, listen, they didn't even have an indoor practice facility. Wow. They they got him. Mm-hmm. They got an indoor practice facility. They, they understand what they have. And right. they understand that they can have, you know, Carson Palmer couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He got close, but he couldn't do it. Right, he got the injury. I think he he sets the table. And I think quietly they're working on that deal, and you know they're going to go off the Lamar Jackson deal, right? Even though Joe Burrow isn't a uh, uh, MVP, I think he sets it because of what he's done, and I think the way that he plays, the swagger that he brings, I think he's the biggest threat still to the title of being a number one quarterback. Like you know, Jalen Hurts, I give him his respect, but that's still a product of his environment, mm-hmm. and I think. The more that contract ages, the more we're going to see what type of quarterback he is. Like, right. if you have quarterbacks that can carry organizations, you got court, you got quarterbacks that won't crash the car. Right. And I think that Jalen Hurts is somewhere in between, kind of like how Dak Prescott is. Mm-hmm. If everything is good around him, but when you get paid that type of money, you start losing right players. Yeah. And eventually, yeah. it's going to cost Devontae Smith because if they play AJ Brown, they can't pay Devontae Smith. You can't pay pay people top of the market in two in the same position. Right. Right. So if, that's why, you know, Harry Roseman's done a great job in recognizing this because he knew that he missed on Carson Wentz and he found a quarterback in the second round that was cheap for a couple of years that reset it. And now he has these draft picks where he can replace Graham next year because he went out and addressed mm-hmm. the defensive line. He can get rid of Fletcher Cox next year who's on his last run because he's addressed it. So I mean, the new model is, you know, paying all these young quarterbacks. You better pay them early than late because if you don't pay Justin Herbert now, just imagine two years from now where the market is going to be. Now you say who can push it? Like Trevor Lawrence can push it. Mm-hmm. But right now I think it's going to go Herbert, Burrow. Then I think Mahomes is going to set it. But I think even when Lawrence come, he'll never yeah. reach those heights unless he wins a Super Bowl, which isn't probable. No, 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 it really isn't. Again, Bart Scott is in studio with us right here. Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, you know, the whole draft process, it seemed like it's such a it's such a science project that's never right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've told your story uh, of how your whole draft process went. And, and you know, you going undrafted and a hell of a player, obviously. So, I mean, it's like you yeah. think that you know all the answers and all oh, this guy's going to be great because yeah. this, that, and the other. You think, oh, well, he, he got drafted too high. He got drafted too low. We really don't know. Yeah. That's why I laugh at the grades. Yeah. Because, like, what are we talking about? We don't know what these players are going to be, how they're going to develop. We don't know how they were coached in college, mm-hmm. right? They, they maybe didn't get the coaching that they needed mm-hmm. or were in the right system. That's why, you know, when people talk about the Jets and the McDonald pick, it's like this dude was playing a four eye. Right. This dude's two thirty nine. He's lining up at D tackle. Basically. Right. 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 I think he's going to be okay because I think they have a pretty good player inside in Quentin Williams. Yeah. And he now is. he's going to be outside. He's going to get favorable matchups. You know, you talk about the Jets. They wear guys down, so they have Carl Lawson. They paying fifteen million dollars. Last year they took uh, Jermaine Johnson mm-hmm. over there, so they have pass rush. Huff is a closer. Yeah. They pay uh, Franklin Myers, so you put him out there, it could be dominant. They couldn't get a, a, a pass protector. 
So if you can't get a pass protector, you get a pass rusher. Right. So now you talk about they have the ability to wear people down because they, they're one of the very few teams that dress 10 defensive linemen in one game. Wow. Right, most people yeah. don't dress. They dress right. like eight. Mm-hmm. They dress ten, and they come with at you at waves, and they have two lockdown corners on the outside. I think Chuck Clark is going to be a big addition. So a lot of teams help themselves, but it's going to come down to the quarterback play. And if you look at all the great quarterbacks, all the great quarterbacks are in the AFC. Right, right? all of them. It's, it's like, all of them. It's, it's like G it's murderer row. Right, it's like G League is over there. <laughs> right, <laughs> sit over there. Right, G League is like Jalen Hurts is like the king of the of, right. like, of, of the the okay quarterbacks. It's a murderer's row. I mean, you want to talk about the lovers of friends and all the greats. I mean, all, it feels like all the greats are on the AFC. Exactly. I mean, you look at Aaron. I mean, just look at the yeah. AFC East altogether. Then mm-hmm. look at the NFC. Look at the AFC North. Right. You got you know Deshaun Watson can get back to where he was. I don't count Kenny Pickett, but if you give it there, that's three right. guys that can arguably be, be MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. And you look at you know at the, at the East, like if if a-, a Ron to me arguably he has the best weapons that he's had since he won the title in two thousand. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to. And, and, and what's going on for all our listeners out here? We trying to always make sure we educate, you know, let people know and predict the future. If you look at what happened in the draft, it's a certain kind of NFL calendars that you have to pay attention to. And the next big date is is June 2nd. And that's when guys are going to recognize that, hey, these rookies look pretty good or these young players look pretty good in our training camp. They're ready to graduate. Let's see if we can cut some of these veterans and cap casualties so we don't have to pay these these bonuses. And so it's going to be a whole second wave of free agency as these guys get cut the second and guys are going to address, you know, their issues. I mean, we talk about, you know, the Jets because that's the team I covered and yeah. the Giants as well. We know that Corey Davis is on this team. Mm-hmm. He's making $11 million. He's not going to start over Alan Lazar. Hell, they brought him here because A-Ron wanted him here. Right, right. He's not going to start over Garrett Wilson. He's the best young player on that team. You talk about, you know, Rodgers calling him, reminding him of the 17 that you guys have here in his way. He comes out of his breaks like Devontae Adams. And then he's not going to start over uh, McCole Harmon. Right. You know, because he's not that type of receiver. Right, right, right. So if they're looking for a fourth receiver, mm-hmm. they and got they just Den- got Randall Cobb. Right, they have <laughs> Denzel Mims. Right, right. So to be that young mm-hmm. third year guy, you don't pay a guy eleven million dollars to be your third or fourth receiver. So he's going to be gone. So right. it, he's going to be out there. And he's a player that can help a team. He's going to have to reset his market, sign a one year deal to try and prove mm-hmm. that he can play. So it's going to be a lot of players like that that's going to be available coming up pretty soon. So. Keep your eye out for teams clearing salary cap space so they can have the ability to sign them. You look at Kansas City just yesterday signing um, Donovan Smith yeah. for $9 million potentially, and that's a guy that can add tremendous depth. He only 30, 30 years old. He played at a high level, protected Tom Brady. So that's a great insurance policy. Guys are going to start looking for insurance policies. Jets still need some fat guys in the middle. I know the Raiders always need secondary help. Always. You know what I mean? They, always. They, you can't get enough secondary help. Now, they loaded up in the draft when they went and got Tyree Wilson, you know, to add to uh, Chandler Jones and, and Max Crosby. But, you know, they're going to need more mm-hmm. because in this division, I think you look at if – I hate always saying this. If the if the Chargers can stay healthy. Right, right, right. It's always an asterisk. It's always an asterisk. Can, what right. they can be. Yeah. The Peyton, uh, the, the the Sean Payton effect on Russell mm-hmm. Wilson, we don't know, right? But that can be not as easy. It's got to be better, right? It it's yeah. got to get better. Yeah. So yeah. And, and so then you look at and you look at the defending champions within the division. So it's no easy path for uh, for 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 the Raiders to 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 get to the postseason as well. So you you got to try and stack as many good players as you can. 
There's no doubt about it. See that's see see what that is, Demond. That's that's educating everybody. Now we know. <laughs> look for June second. That's going to be the day. Bart Scott, the great boss, Bart Scott, is in studio with us here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty. Go ahead, Demond. Yeah, so I want to keep talking about that when it comes to that June second breakdown of hey, these players may begin released because they see that the rookies are getting better. For the fan perspective of hey, how do we know that these rookies are good? Because like you said, you don't believe in the grades. When, when should, what reports or witnesses should they know to say hey? But maybe this rookie, that first-round pick, that second-round pick, is actually going to be the guy for our franchise. Well, you'll start hearing rumblings from the reporters and from players commenting. You can remember last year, people were talking about Sauce. Like, man, this Sauce, man, yo, he kind of good, man. Mm-hmm. He, he got a little bravado. He's, he's swag, he swagged out, but he's backing it up. You'll start hearing some of these rumblings, and then that's that's just the first you know, verification. You know, But he's not certified. You're not certified until you start doing it. In the regular season, when you get about you know game three or game four, but you'll know how they feel about him if they're going to decide to start him, right? Because they decide to start him, you know. Usually, you bring a guy in, you got a veteran, you you create packages for him. You don't want to overwhelm these young players too early uh, by giving them too much information because they're they're also learning a new language, right? They they you know and you say why did this guy playing so slow? And he used to be like we, he was the man last year. He's playing slow because he's thinking and processing information, so it's slow. It's, his mind is slowing his body down because he can't process the information that he's getting, the shifts, the motions, the checks. He's hearing things from other players, and he does. He has to figure out, oh, what formation? What does that mean to me? That all takes a, a while. You know, you talk about sight adjustments, right? You understand, okay, I'm hot as a receiver. Okay, he's telling me, what do I have to do? I have to break my route off. That's all new information because now you're hearing a different language. You know the, the concepts and the routes, and you know what you're supposed to do, but you don't know if it's you. And that takes time, right? That's why veterans – you know, are veterans, right? Not that they don't make mistakes, it's that they've made those mistakes already and they've learned from them. Now, some people are, have better uh, football acumen than others, depending on where you came from and how easily you are, you're able to absorb information. But we'll start understanding, hey, this guy's getting whooped or this guy's, you know, holding his own. Now, everybody's going to look great in shorts, mm-hmm. right? Because there's no physical consequence to pay if you miss your block or, you know, because they're going to say stay up and all that type of stuff and all the certain rules. So you got some of these guys that are um, the, the short Olympics, all pros. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and, then, and then when right. I can put that thing on you and, you know, they don't understand. Veterans understand the schedule. They're not going to come out too hard, too fast. They're going to make sure they ramp up, right? They, they, they're not trying to be in the best shape or be the best player at the, in, in June or July. They're trying to make sure that they're able to build towards something. So may, they may be working on something. You don't even know that this dude is just working on, on, on you with his left hand. He's trying to make his left hand strong. His right hand is knock night, night night, right? And then you got these guys. They're like, all right, dude, all jacked up on Mountain Dew, running to the ball, trying to make you look bad as a veteran. <laughs> all right, when you put these pads on? So you get, oh, down goes Frazier. Like, yeah, Mr. Paul, man. <laughs> Guess what? You just got to the league. You 21, 22 years old. I got a mortgage. I got two wives. I got a. I got a. I got a girlfriend with a wife on the side. You know what I'm saying? Girlfriend with a wife on the side. You know what I'm saying? I got. I, I got bills. I got child support. Oh yeah, yeah. It ain't, you thought it was gonna be easy, youngster, didn't you? Didn't you? So when it comes to team building, like a lot of our listeners, when they call in, they say they need to have at least three or four day one starters from this draft. How realistic is that for a, like to, for a team to draft three or four starters in the rookie class? So I'm assuming we talking about the the, the Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it, you you want to think that? I mean, when you when you look at um, 
Tyreek Wilson, you, I don't think you really have – you have two veterans there, mm-hmm. right? You, I remember when Terrell Suggs came in and we had Peter Bow where we had Adelius Thomas. We still had guys there that was balling, right? We just started him off in the in the third down package. His first year he had 12 sacks, but he, he, he basically just played third down. Right, because you know you allow him to, you don't want him to lose his confidence, and you you know you don't get a couple sacks, and people start saying, "Oh, he's a bust," and you know you understand that it takes time to sometimes to build to be great, right? Some of these receivers come out or running backs come out, and they they hit the ground running, they have instant impact, but it's because those those kind of translate easier than you know being part of a rush unit, not losing the edge and going against some of these great dual threat quarterbacks and them making you freeze and them. You you know using your strengths and your athleticism against you. I think when you think about Michael Meyer, I think mm-hmm. that's how you say his name, mm-hmm. right? I think he's a great upgrade, right? But you you look at the fact that you got OJ Howard, you know, who's a veteran who's played and won a Super Bowl. You got Austin Hooper, like you just bring him in, you just work him in slowly. Like it's not about them being starters day one. It's about them being able to learn and be able to have impact, right? If if you're dependent on a bunch of young people to help you win game one, then you don't. It's, that's that's difficult. That's hard to do. Right. It's hard to come in and get some guys. I mean, Aaron Donald didn't wreck the league his first year, right? You mm-hmm. know, you got to understand. So, like, as great as he is and the greatest he's been, J.J. Watt didn't do it as well. Like, you got guys that come in and you're, that's usually the running back position because if everything else around him is 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 good, then it's easy for him because everybody else is doing the heavy lifting, getting him to the second level. You saw Brees Hall last year, instant impact. Certain positions, if you have the supporting groups, they're just the end byproduct of you having great coaching, great scheme, and great players. And, and you see them with the ball. But if you don't have no great line, they can look like crap. Right. right? right. Just, just just look at how the uh, Najee Harris looked in Pittsburgh for the first two years of his career. People were deciding, like, hey, man, first-round draft pick, what were we doing? When you got all these second- and fourth-round draft picks, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. That's why, you know, we'll see the impact of, of Robinson in, in Atlanta – and was that worth it? Because Brees Hall was was probably on his way. He was averaging 6.4 yards a carry. Beast. With a horrible quarterback, right? So n- imagine if he was playing behind A.A. Ryan and he was a rookie, what that would have looked like. Yeah. Right? So you, you have it, – it'd be, it'd, be, uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, a running back taking that high when the value of the player – the player is good, but the value of the position isn't good because – in four years, you'll be looking to, to replace him with somebody else. We're looking at Zeke like he's like um, like Father Time. He's still a free agent. That's yeah. wild, right? He's 28 years old. And he's 28 years old. That's right? wild. And we're like, ah, he's done. Like, uh, put, uh, <laughs> expiration date, right? When we look at most players, right. other players, like 28, man, they, they're just hitting the prime. Mm-hmm. Not for running backs, man. A lot of trade. Listen, you carry the ball 300 times, you're getting hit 300 times. By three, by probably multiple people right. on one play. You're breaking tackle, that's a hit. You finally get taken down. So you're taking 600 hits. Mm-hmm. No other position takes that type of punishment every time they carry the ball. Bart Scott's in studio with us here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. You know, I'm glad you started talking about the running back position because obviously that's been devalued. Linebacker, you know the linebacker position very well. Mm-hmm. It's been, it seems like it's been devalued. Safety position. Is there, is there a comeback? Is there a turnaround? Is there, or what, what's really going on? Well, the linebacker position is still getting paid when you think about Fred Warner. You right, think Roquan about, Smith. Yeah, you think about uh, C.J. Mosey. Yeah. I mean, he said it at $15 million. Right. So, like, you look, safeties have really been devalued. Yeah. And I think because outside of Derwin James, it hasn't been guys that are able to take, 
take the ball away, but also convert it to points. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Ed Reed, you know, his ability, his Man. knack to, to not only take the ball away, but to He can go, get an interception right now. And go score. <laughs> right. And, and that's the difference. Right. Troy Palomalo yeah. being able to get sacks and, mm-hmm. and, and, and cause fumbles and physicality in the running game and playing at the line of scrimmage, confusing, you know, the um, – the quarterbacks, and I just think we just haven't had any players from the safety position with that type of flair. Derwin James has shown flashes of it, but he can't stay healthy. Right. So it's like, well, why do we play this position when we we, we haven't seen a dominant player? Mm-hmm. Like you have dominant players at the linebacker position. You got dominant players at the D tackle position. Yeah. Hell, you got the D tackles getting paid now than some to some of the outside pass rushers. So, you know, but that's because of Aaron Donald. That's just mm-hmm. JJ Watt, what yeah. they did from the interior. Fletcher Cox, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Guys like that kind of pushed it up. But right now, you know, you can say tight end is down. You know, even though Kelsey, but he's one of one. Right, right. right. You, you, you guys had. I Darren mean, Waller's Waller. in. Yeah, Waller's yeah, in New York yeah, now. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw him last week. Yeah, you know, at the at the, at the uh, draft party that the Jets and Giants, you know, co-host. I co-host it, um, but he hasn't stayed healthy. Right. So you you need a group of them because like mm-hmm. this league is is it's plagiarism. There's yeah. a lot of plagiarism going on. It's like. Everybody wants to take up. That's why I think you know the Lions decided to go get the kid from um, from Alabama mm-hmm. because of what Prosecco did, being a, a big, physical, just super fast, right. hard running guy. Mm-hmm. Like he he was a seventh round draft pick or a free agent, and you know he was the, one of the biggest reasons that Kansas City won the, won the championship. Mm-hmm. So now you see people looking for running backs like that, but you know you don't have to get them like that in the first round. Right. There's there's no doubt about that. And Bart, before we uh, get out of here, I, I do want to ask you about the NBA playoffs. I mean, oh, again, yeah. you're in New York. The Knicks, uh, the Knicks have tied it up with uh, with Miami. It's knotted up at one. What yeah. I mean, one New York's got to be hot, man. I mean, you're New talking York's about the right Giants, now. the Jets, the Knicks. What, what can go I mean, wrong? I mean, we had the Rangers and the Islanders yeah. in the playoffs, but, yeah. but the Rangers lost to the Devils, so right. we consider that's our team, too. Right, that's for sure. right there. So, yeah. you know, New York's up right now, and it's, it's about time. Um, but, you know, you look at uh, where the Knicks are in their process. You know, they were they failed to be able to get the big star. Like Kyrie and KD thought, you know, mm-hmm. go, go to Brooklyn. They didn't want to go to New York, but I think New York – Knicks have done a good job in, in making themselves relevant and respectable. Right. You know, they, they could make a big splash and they went and got Josh Hart. And you look at Josh Hart, has been the difference. Mm-hmm. He's been their Jimmy Butler type of wing shutdown type of player, a bunch of gritty people. Uh, but I think they've opened themselves up to be able to get themselves a superstar if need be. We heard the reports Bootenhoser getting fired. Yeah. Um, Giannis, who knows what Giannis wants to do? He's He has an opt out. Um, in, two, in 2024, Oof. he's kind of talked about wanting to be in a bigger market, mm-hmm. and he's done what he was supposed to do. When you think about, he went out there and he he produced them a championship. Yep. Um, so he he owes them nothing. But you have to think, like, does he want to be around with the rebuild with the Haslin group from the Cincinnati, uh, the Cleveland Browns? Right, right. Like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and are they going to pay Middleton? What they're going to do with Drew Holiday? Brooke Lopez is 34. He may say, man, this is the best time for me to get up off this ship. Yeah. I have to run it back one year and get the hell up out of here because I don't want to be tied with a bunch of older players. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be part of a bunch of younger players and rebuild. So, you know, he can be out there. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do out, out, out in L.A. with um, the Clippers. Like, so Paul George or Kawhi, that experiment hasn't worked out. They can't At stay all. healthy. <laughs> At so all. one of those guys can man. be available. Yeah. So in this league, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a superstar league, and maybe some superstars may say, you know what, I need to go elsewhere mm-hmm. to be able to get an opportunity. You heard C.J. McCollum kind of talk about it. Win, Windhorse talked about that today. Yeah. On get up um, when when they were talking about you know Giannis and what the fallout could potentially be, and New York has made himself an attractive destination. I remember 
uh, Kyrie and KD saying why they went to Brooklyn, saying New York wasn't the Knicks weren't cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Knicks are cool now. Anybody that's listened to these playoffs and listened to the, the electricity, look at the celebrities on the side, yeah. understand what playing in the garden is that's all awesome about. awesome seeing those guys, by yeah. the way. It's great. And what you can do there. Yeah. So, like, you know, some and they don't have any superstars. This team reminds me so much of the Detroit Pistons team that I was a fan of growing up in Detroit. When you think about Chauncey Billups, mm-hmm. Rasheed Wallace, yeah, yeah. Ben Wallace, <laughs> right? These all, yeah. like, they were all stars. None of them were superstars. Right. And if a superstar can, you know, put their eyes and put their sights on on, on the Knicks, I think, you know, they see what happens and how A.A. Ryan is being received mm-hmm. in Gotham City. Like, right. Hell, this dude, I thought, I thought he was having a residency at, at the Garden. I mean, the dude was at, he was at the Rangers game the yep, night before. yep. yep. Then he went to the Knicks game, mm-hmm. and then he brought came back for the Knicks game again. Yep. You know what I mean? And he's loving life, man, because it's nothing. If you can win in New York, it's nothing like it mm-hmm. because of the response that you get and the credibility and notoriety that you get because everybody recognizes how difficult it is because you pay under so much pressure and scrutiny. I loved the Jalen Brunson signing when they signed him. Yep. I didn't know it was going to be this big. Yeah. I really didn't. I didn't know Brunson was going to be as huge as he is. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and it's been a long time since the Knicks' kid. Mm-hmm. When, when kid came for the one year with um, Melo, that they had a point guard in New York, and they were searching for one, searching right. for one, and they had some bad trades. You think about Neil Akina, they could have had Jonathan Mitchell before to begin with. They could have had Tyler Heidenberg. They, they, they just pick some bad players. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't even know where the hell Kevin Knox is. He's on the back of a milk cart. <laughs> right, Where, right. Where's Waldo? He mm-hmm. was the seventh overall pick. Yep. Right. So you look at you know you look at that and you look at the fact that you know the Knicks and Brunson and what he's brought to the team is just stability, stability and, and grit. Mm-hmm. But he's also proved that in Dallas he can play with a superstar when he played with Luka Doncic. Yeah. So that means if a superstar is watching, like, man, this guy is unselfish, he's a pit bull, he's durable, he's tough, his dad is on the staff, and his mm-hmm. tad, dad was a tough, a tough player. And, you know, he went to Villanova, so all those Villanova players are dogs under yeah. Jay Wright. They learn how to, you know, be hard-nosed, winning, winning cha- championships, not having, like, superstars or, mm-hmm. like, those, uh, what do you call it, five-star athletes. Right, right, right. yeah, they yeah. Have no, no. He was all, like, right. threes and fours. Yep. And he showed that he can play with a superstar, so, I mean, if you're Giannis, if you're Paul George, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you consider going to come play in the Mecca and they, their team that's probably going to push Miami and have an opportunity mm-hmm. to be in the Eastern Conference Finals this year? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. We'll get you out on this. Out West, uh, the Lakers and Warriors are all knotted up at one. The Warriors blew out the Lake Show yeah. last night. How do you think this series shakes out? Because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen, you talk about, you know, Ken, Ken Darvin Ham, who's been around, who was on that Pistons team that won a championship, mm-hmm. so I got mad respect for him. Can he keep up with Steve Kerr and his adjustments? The fact that he gave the ball to Steph Curry and allowed him, so you can't deny him from getting the ball because you're just going to give him the ball. Right. We're going to put you in pick and roll. I think he had a master's class yesterday when you think about going over the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Then he went underneath and him and Draymond, you talk about, well, Draymond, you know, he ain't that good of a basketball player, but his basketball IQ is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And maybe on any other team, he doesn't have this effect and you, you won't put up with the shenanigans. But the fact that him and, and Steph and Clay seems to, to share a brain, yeah. you know, shows you that they just outfoxed them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and Steph was more of a facilitator, and Clay w- wasn't sick game six Clay, but he was pretty damn close with, with the <laughs> right. eight with the eight threes. Mm-hmm. And it's just a perpetual motion. And once again, you know, Anthony Davis disappeared. Yeah. And that's something that he struggles with. That's I mean, remember, Anthony Davis was was considered just three years ago better than Giannis. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> and, and now we right. wouldn't even we wouldn't even no. think about uttering no, that. Not and, at all. And you look at it, he's supposed to be a generational talent. He's supposed to be the person that LeBron James hands the hands the torch over and say, Take it from here, youngster. Mm-hmm. Now you're the new big man that's gonna go up in the Raptors for for the Lakers. And he just can't continue. He he can't put games back to back like that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he let Jeff Green come in and disturb him is like great players shouldn't be denied. No doubt. I gotta ask you something real quick because yeah. you you played with some guys and you've talked a lot of trash yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Grizzlies <laughs> with Dylan Brooks? Because I feel like the team is throwing him <laughs> under the bus. I'm a Grizzlies fan. The yeah. team is throwing him under the bus where you you cultivate that personality for the entire team. Yeah. We're young. We're cocky. We ain't afraid of nobody. Mm-hmm. And then you lose to LeBron and it's like, hey Dylan, you went too far talking all that trash. Well, I think what it was <laughs> is like it's the immaturity of the staff. Like it's, it's okay to be um, braggadocious or loquacious or you know, have a swagger to you, but you got to back it up. Like you can talk about Patrick Beverly's a little gnat, but he wherever he goes, the team is better. Mm-hmm. Like he goes there, it's instant impact on his energy, and he you know he may not be a scorer, but he's going to do the little things. And Dylan Brooks tries to do that, but he's not nearly as good of a player as that, right? You talk about Draymond, right? His ability to shut down centers, wings, guards, pick and roll defense, right? You saw. His mastery yesterday with all the the facilitating he was doing, running the offense. You know, Dylan Brooks doesn't do that. You talk about the distraction with Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was one of the greatest rebounders in the history of the game, and he's a guy that at 6'7", defended Shaq well. Mm -hmm. Defended, you know, but then would go in and defend Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. So you can get away with doing it. Listen, production breeds tolerance. That's what we always say. So if you're going to talk the talk and be a distraction – you better produce because when they decide that the Grizzlies are a distraction, when they decide that the Grizzlies are a team that has immaturity, think they're going to cut Ja? No. <laughs> think they're going to cut Bane? No. So they're going to make a distraction out of the worst of the distractions. Mm-hmm. So now we can make an example that this is what happens to everybody. Outside of Ja, like, like Brian Billy used to tell us, we treat everybody fairly, nobody the same. Mm-hmm. If you think that you can get away with what Ray Lewis can get away with, you're crazy. So you, you better be Ray Lewis if you're gonna get away with these shenanigans. And if we lose, and you embarrass us. You got you got somebody got to take the fall. It ain't gonna be me. So it's Dylan Brooks, and now he's trying to figure out where he's gonna go. Because Bye, Dylan. You can, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you can try and be somebody, but you got to understand what type of hold they have on their organization. He didn't have he didn't have roots in that organization to be able to be acting up and trying to be like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and trying to be a character. You became an ass clown once you start, <laughs> you know, talking all that stuff and coming up there with your nipalities out, walking down the thing, man. Like, what? Is, what are we talking about? Yeah, done deal. Bye, Dylan. Yeah. Bye, Dylan. Kick rocks. That's bye, that's bye what Felicia. it is. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> that's what it is. With that being said, he the Pistons may pick him up. By what he's saying, they may pick up Bridges. But you know they need some toughness. They yeah. got they got a bunch of goody two shoes over there. Javen Ivy, you know, I love him, but you know he's a good guy. You know what I mean? I play with his dad. Crazy too, man. They <laughs> one thing that pissed me off. Man. Okay. Javen Ivy has two parents, mm-hmm. not one, right? But two, right? He got drafted. They didn't even mention his dad. His dad was standing right next to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Just so people know, Javen Ivy's dad name is Javen Hunter. Javen Hunter played receiver for the Notre Dame, uh, for Notre Dame. That's where he met 
their mom. Mm-hmm. They talked all about his mom, how she played pro. Right. He didn't get all that athleticism from just her. <laughs> yeah. Like, this dude, right. when he's talking about going to eat at my grandma's house and right. I'm happy to be in Detroit, Yeah, because like, his dad, he's talking about his dad's mom. Right, right, right. Not right. his mom's mom. <laughs> like, put some respect on Javon Hunter and the fact that he was a dad that was present right. and that raised him even though they weren't married. Mm-hmm. And when they broke up, he lives with his mom and Javon went back to Detroit. Right. But put some respect on the fact that he is a dad, he was standing right there next to him, acting right. like he's just some scrub mm-hmm. that didn't go fourth round and play for the Baltimore Ravens at receiver. Right. And act like his grandfather, Javen's dad, is in a ring of honor for the Detroit Lions. Damn. <laughs> like, bro, Damn, right, I right. think a lot of the athleticism came from yeah. The dad side of the family. Right. I ain't know none of that. Yeah, because right. they ain't gonna tell you. They're not gonna tell that story. That's what he was saying. That's why the Pistons, that's why that's 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 why the Lions gave him a jersey. Because his grandfather is a great lion. He's since passed away. So please spread that story. There you go. That's what we're here it's, to do. It's, Educate. It's, it's, that's what you it's, said. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like that uh, somebody's father can be there. Right, right. And like, you and you want to tell a narrative about him and the great struggle. They want to struggle with him and his mom. He's he got a whole damn daddy. <laughs> right, right. That's wild. And his dad grew up privileged too, so it ain't like he couldn't provide. Right, provide right, right, right. The struggle son. wasn't real. The yeah. struggle was not real. Yeah. See, there you go. They 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 made him seem like daddy was like a, t- yeah. a tag along at the yeah. at the draft. We're trying to make it seem like every every story is not blindside, man. Right. Damn. <laughs> it is black dads out there that raise their damn kids. John Moran ain't the only one with a father. Facts. Big facts right there. Spit by Bart Scott, ESPN, longtime NFL linebacker here with us in Las Vegas. Lovers of friends. You ready for lovers of friends now? Well, let's do it, man. I'm gonna rock out with my socks out yeah rock out with the socks out bart scott my guy right there definitely appreciate you my man and uh lovers and friends going on this weekend we've got to take a break 435 is the time the mind just kept going and kept going couldn't stop it's radio 920 now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy q on raider nation radio big ups to my guy bart scott definitely appreciate him for giving us a nice Amount of time here in studio on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. He's in town for the Lovers and Friends Festival, and I'm sure he's going to have a really good time. But to, to make some time out of his day to come on by and hang out with us for a little while, that was really cool. Before him, we had Carolina Teague, League of Her Own podcast, Amber Theo Harris before her, and then Paul Gutierrez. He started us off today at 2.30. Of course, Radio Nation, we'd love to hear from you as well at 702-365-9200. I told DeMond after uh, we walked Bart out, I said, how you love that? <laughs> How you love that? We just looked at the at the the roster and the lineup of guests that we had today, and then we looked up and down the lineup and the roster of guests we had all week long, and just tip the cap, man. Tip the cap. Fantastic job. Fantastic work all week, Demond. So uh, well done, young man. Well done. Yeah, great week. But Bart, Bart Scott, as he was leaving, he did say, uh, I need to lay off the creatine and the push-ups and hit some legs. Well, and, he's not uh, wrong. You know, I mean. He's not wrong. It's because I'm wearing pants today, man. If I was, like, in, in some short shorts, you know what I mean? You know, really show off show off the quads. No, nah, he'd look and say, Why are you wearing your little bro's pants? Can you breathe in those things? It's possible to be a big dude, as you could tell by Bart. It's possible to be a big dude in great shape and still wear clothes that don't, you know, look like they painted them on you. You know, I wouldn't say this to him, but I could take him. <laughs> take him where? <laughs> take him out to dinner. <laughs> take him out to lunch. You can't even take him out to dinner. You might be able to take him out to out to lunch. Out to lurch. <laughs> you want some lurch? Come on, man. Get out of here with that one. But that's my guy, though. Uh, it's really fun 
doing shows with him last year around the draft time. I thought it was really cool. And just to be able to, you know, connect whenever he's out here or whatever the case may be is always good. So hopefully you enjoyed all the guests that we had. And of course, uh, we threw the question out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R. And I know we don't have a lot of time left in the show, but we still love to hear from you. So you can hit us up with your feedback. Also 702-365-9200. We talked a lot about the offense yesterday on the show. Want to talk about the defense. What are your expectations? I thought Bart brought up a really good point, Damon. When he was talking about, yeah, that you have guys talented to start, you know, immediately, but it's it's going to take an adjustment period, right? And guys that move slow, why do they move slow? And we say it all the time on the show because they're thinking. So I expect guys to go in there. I mean, you look up and down the roster. Tyree Wilson, I expect him to get some early burn. Byron Young, I expect to get some early burn. You know, Jacorian Bennett, Christopher Smith, Amari Bernie, Nesta Jade Silvera. I mean, all those guys I expect to really compete during training camp. But, I mean, Bart's right. You know, I mean, there's – it's a learning curve, and, and it's going to take them a while. We had that texture yesterday say, hey, all these guys aren't going to be able to pick it up immediately. It's, it's going to be some slow out of the gate, so you can't crown them already. So that's a really good point. Even though we're talking about three or four day one starters, it, it may take a while before they actually get into the starting lineup. Yeah, it's, it's just not going to be automatic, and it's good to have that player perspective when it comes from, hey, yeah, these guys aren't going to be day one starters. And then if you are a team that's starting three or four rookies, that's not a good team. That's not a good team. Like, you know, you don't want to be, hey, these rookies are going to save the franchise. Yeah. You know, uh, so when people, when they say they've got to nail this draft class, this has got to be the draft class that they get right. I understand from the perspective of, hey, all the busts in the previous years, you don't want them to be busts, Mm -hmm. but you also can't look at these guys as all nine players. They can't come save the franchise. Exactly. But you've got to have guys that are good, right? That's the thing. You've got to get players that are good. And, and and that's the one thing, and that's why I keep saying the draft was solid for the Raiders. If I feel like they got a lot of good players. And when you have good players, you put them on the field and you make you let them make it happen. And at some point, they're going to get on the field and contribute. Again, just my gut feeling. We'll see how it all shakes out. Again, 69187, keyword R&R, and 702-365-9200. Vegas Pete said, most overhyped Jets. They'll be lucky to be third in the AFC East. A-Rod is going downhill fast. No way they're better than the Bills or the Dolphins. That's Vegas Pete. I'll say this, man. I think the Jets have a hell of a team. I think Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a quarterback. And he looks like he's all in right now. Of course, it's only May. But he looks like he's all in. And if he's out there operating and performing at the level that you think, I mean, think about how many games they win last year if they have a quarterback that's worth the salt. Problem is they had no quarterback. They had Zach Wilson. They had Joe Flacco. And then after that, they had Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. Okay. Exactly. Who's down the backup for the Dolphins. <laughs> exactly. I don't think... I don't think the Dolphins are that great. I think they have a really good offense. I know they went and addressed the defense, but is their quarterback going to be there all season long? That's a big question, right? That's why they got Mike White. Again, is their quarterback going to be there all season long? That's the question. I don't trust Tua. We talked to Amber Theo Harris earlier, and she was like, man, he's one big hit away from being retired. And that's not us you know, trying to hope that that's the case. I don't wish injury on anybody. But the reality is he's one hit away from being retired. So I, I'm, I'm going to question what the Dolphins are going to look like. The Bills, they started to tail off towards the end of last season, right? Josh Allen, he looks good, but he threw a lot of interceptions toward the end of last season. Looked like he made a lot of bad decisions. Looked like there was a little bit of a rift between him and Stephon Diggs. Are they going to come back stronger than ever? I think the Jets have a good chance with a young team. Problem is, you got to hope that that young team all comes together. That's going to be the biggest question. 702-365-9200. Vegas Pete, thanks for that uh, text. I do appreciate you. Who's up first, Amon? Houston in L.A. Houston in L.A. Give it to us, man. What's on your mind? Hey, hey, man, you know what? Today was a great show. I just got out of work, so I wasn't able to hear the whole deal. But, I mean, like, Bart, honestly, 
he he kept it, it pretty cool as far as his analysis. I got a lot of more respect for that dude because originally I already knew, you know, he was one of the cats I wanted as a linebacker for the Raiders years ago. But, um, so, you know, his toughness and all that good stuff. But it's like he, he – that brother got a good mind, man. I mean, he, he was saying so so much stuff that was really relative as far as don't have too many high expectations from somebody being brand new, coming to a brand new system and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff as far as, you know, the way we do sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes – Sometimes we just fan out a little bit too much, man. Yeah, and, I agree. And, 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 you know, I've been guilty of it, and, and I'm sure. Oh, I do, you know, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> I you, do, too, you, brother. <laughs> you, you, you know, and then as far as, you know, your, 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 uh, your uh, girlfriend and the wife on the side, oh, my God. I'm about, <laughs> to, I'm about to use that on my wife right now before I can out. <laughs> That was so funny when he said that. That was oh, so funny. Man. Oh, bro, hey, hey, man, get him on again, bro. That that's real. He 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 spit it from a different perspective. We always gonna you know pump up ourselves and all that, but we need to hear that outside chatter on somebody that's gonna keep it a buck instead of just say I hate the Raiders, I hate the Raiders. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. all that's a mile. Of, you know, we we see that all the time. But Bart, he, he kept it a buck, homie, and and that's what I dig about it. You know what I mean? Now. Yep. So as far as our Lakers, man, I mean, my Lakers, huh. we took some bruises, bro, and that age is catching up. I was talking about, man, you know, I'm a realistic fan, and I hope my Lakers make it happen, bro. The mind, I called it Lakers in six. As a matter of fact, I said it to y'all about two weeks ago. Yep. I mean, you know, take care of them tapes, you know yeah. But like I said, <laughs> man, you know, good luck, you. Man, hey, hey, this late show, baby. If we get it, we get it. Let's go. There it is. Houston and L.A. I appreciate the call, my man. I think this series is going to be fun. I honestly believe it could go seven. I really do. I know you're saying Lakers in six. I would not be shocked at all if it goes seven. And and what I said yesterday before the show, can can the Lakers keep up with the pace that they had in game one? Now, they didn't have to. They went and stole you know, they went and stole whole court advantage. They did what they were supposed to do. They went to the Chase Center and they won one game. That's what your expectations are. That's what you want to do. So they did their job. But can Anthony Davis be consistent? In my opinion, no. Right? LeBron came out yesterday on fire, and he had nobody else to back him up. D'Angelo Russell, eh. Right? Schroeder, eh. Anthony Davis, he wasn't even interested in being there. He played 44 minutes the game before, game one, and it's like, oh, I can't go. I don't know what it is about that dude, but he's still a young cat. He's not LeBron, 38 years old. He's a young cat. You would think that he'd be able to go and be more consistent. Look at all the all the cardio and all the running that Steph does all game long. And I know there's different sized dudes, and I know there's different elements to the game, but Steph is still 35, and he hardly ever stops moving. That's why it's so hard to, to keep up with him. If you could ever figure out Jordan Poole and get him to get his eyes off of Zendaya and actually get into the game, that dude's the most frustrating guy ever. Ever. He was. You didn't see him eyeing Zendaya? I did. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see him eyeing Zendaya. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Sauce Garner when he was like he didn't know who Jennifer Alba was? Yeah, but Sauce, Sauce is a young dude. Jennifer Alba's been around forever. She just don't look like it when you see her. You're like, man, you're a youngster. But she's been around forever. I remember who was it that she dated? Who was it that she dated that everybody was talking about? It wasn't about? me, so I don't remember. <laughs> you were still sipping on Simulac when she was dating somebody. I forget who it was, though. It was somebody pretty popular. Was it, uh, was it A-Rod or Jeter? Someone like that, right? I think she did date Jeter. You remember? I remember because ESPN I think was, did the, I think it was the Jeter. whole <laughs> the baseball diamond. Yeah, it was Jeter, I thought. Yeah, 
And so you, I mean, think about how how old that was, how long ago that was. What was that movie she was dancing in? Honey. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How old was that? What was that? Two thousand two. Yeah. Oh two. Oh three. Yeah. Exactly. That's Classic. what I'm saying. Like that's when Sauce was born. <laughs> I mean, literally, he was born in two thousand two. I think. So I, look, he don't know who Jessica Alba is. I I get it. I get it, man. You youngsters, you guys don't know who half these cats are. Hell, I saw, um, who did I see the other day? I oh, when I was in Kansas City, someone was, I was in, I was in the Crown Plaza. I had gone downstairs after uh, our show, and someone was talking about Janet Jackson was coming to town. The dude was like, Janet Jackson? I don't care about no Janet Jackson. The dude was like, what? Like, dude was really mad. And he was like, what has Janet Jackson done for me lately? And he's like, well, she ain't done a damn thing lately, but it's Janet Jackson. He's like, yeah, okay. No, no, I'm good. Who was this? Some kid in the, or so I say kid, some dude in the bathroom. Okay, man, that's I know that that's 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 a hot take right there. Right, and I think it was Janet and Luda, and someone else coming to yeah, which is kind of a weird concert, right? Man. Because yeah, I mean, who sees Ludacris and Janet at the same time? I mean, I'm good with it. Yeah, me too. Kind of like lovers of friends. Yeah, right. I'm good with it, but you don't always go to see Janet and Luda at the same time. But I mean, I would have no problem. So anyway, <laughs> as as we wrap up the show, let's give a salute to the brat, the brat tat tat. Have we confirmed if she's performing or not, and is she still pregnant? I didn't know I was on the Brad watch. Because <laughs> this is going to be my question I have all night. Like tonight on Freddie and Fitzsimmons, he's going to ask me for my last word. And my last word is going to be on the Brat performing at Lovers of Friends here in Las Vegas. And I believe she's still pregnant. Just do a quick Twitter search right now. Let's see. Just saying. Can, can, you, can you get that? Let's, let's, bring it back. let's bring it back to what matters here as we wrap up the show. Have you found it? Nah, Q, I don't know, man. Maybe, she, maybe she's there. Maybe she's not. Oh, man. Just put the brat and see what pops up. Uh, what happens when I pop up the brat? Uh, rapper the brat says she and her wife chose a white sperm donor. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm just That's the first headline that pops up when I when it's it's right there on Yahoo. Take us home. She said because the only black donor presented to them looked like Jiminy Crick. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. yeah, right. I, oh, I thought you were going to let it ride out. <laughs> I was in my zone, man. I'm a big Brat Tat 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 fan. She's still on the Ricky Smiley show? The Ricky Smiley? No. I, I, I've got no clue. Oh, man. All right. 453 is the time. <laughs> on that note, you, you said that like you ain't never heard of Ricky Smiley. Like I'm checking for the Ricky Smiley show. You know, do, do know who Ricky Smiley is, though, right? Yeah, comedian. You do know he has a radio show like every morning, right? I guess. <laughs> I'm done with you. Salute to him. I am done with you, Raider Nation. Shout out to Ricky Smiley. Keep doing up. Keep going. Thank keep up you work. so much for all the feedback all week long, calls, texts, all the great guests that we have on the show on the daily. We definitely appreciate you. Wherever you're out doing whatever you do, if you're out there celebrating, if you're out there hanging out, just be safe in the streets. Of course, if you're going to Lovers and Friends this weekend, like Bart Scott, be safe as well. Hell of a festival going on in Las Vegas. There's a lot going on. Single to Mile celebrations. The Golden Knights will be in action tomorrow. NBA action is going on. There's so much going on. Enjoy your weekend. We're back on Monday at 2 o'clock here on Red Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend.